Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Uh, it looks like the Schumer Amendment, which would provide uh, some new laws, would create some new laws with regard to UFO transparency. It looks like that's going to be uh, axed this week in the House as early as Monday. Uh, and as we move toward that uh, potential reality, which is more and more starting to seem like a reality based on the comments of many people who have uh, sources within the Pentagon and within Congress, uh, as we move toward that, the mainstream media has decided to uh, uh, dip its finger into this uh, whole morass. And uh, it looks like, uh, as according to George Knapp, uh, of course, George Knapp, the UFO investigator and uh, investigative journalist, he wrote on Twitter, uh, what a coincidence, two mass media articles drop on the same day to assure us we don't need to worry about aliens. And he is correct. <clears throat> I actually saw yesterday on Saturday when I was uh, searching the internet for new UFO news, I came across two different articles, one from the Washington Post with the headline, What We Actually Know About Aliens According to Science, as well as uh, an article from Rolling Stone. And that headline reads, Aliens are out there, but they probably don't care about us. Uh, these Basically, these two articles were put, put out there by uh, corporate media, mainstream media that is connected, of course, with the, it's all part of the establishment. And this is how they want to handle this. It's, it's, it's apparent, obviously the powers that be have bent the ears of the publishers of these, of these, uh, Washington, of the Washington post and Rolling Stone. And I'm sure there's probably going to be more articles as, as the week, uh, goes on from other mainstream outlets to basically tell the world that there's nothing to this. Now, the Washington Post article is basically SETI-centric, uh, meaning that uh, if there was something out there, basically the gist of the entire article is, is if there's something out there, if there's actual aliens, then SETI would have known about it. And as, I, as we all know, SETI is a joke. They're trying to listen in on radio, listen for radio signals using, using satellite dishes from uh, alien civilizations out there, and they've gotten nothing over all these years since 1960, since they started. Uh, and because of that, that means there's nothing, according to the Washington Post, basically. And as for the Rolling Stone article, which is another uh, mess, uh, I, I'll say that that article there was written by Garrett Graff, uh, basically this, there's nothing that none of these articles are, are really talking about the, some of those things that the whistleblowers are talking about. They really don't get into that, those things that much, all of this stuff that all, it forgets about all of the witness testimony for, uh, throughout the years, all the pictures, all the photographs, all the videos, all the films, uh, all the physical trace evidence, uh, ob there's no mention of anything like this. There's no mention of the Turkey UFO videos or the aerial school incident. Or um, or the hundreds of other uh, incidents that happened at schools over the decades. Uh, there's nothing here. It's basically uh, de these articles are designed to basic basically put the public back to sleep. Uh, and uh, obviously the uh, the powers that be are cashing in some favors, and they contacted these publications and told them, uh, "Yeah, we need you right now." And it's all part of the same uh, the same old story that we've been dealing with for years here. Uh, it's the same old cover up, the same old, the same old players. They think they, they think they're going to win by doing this, but they are not in the end. The, the truth will come out and all these people are going to look like idiots. These mainstream media news outlets are really going to look like fools. Uh, and the, the people that are covering this up are going to be exposed for the liars and crooks that they, that they are in the end. That's what's going to happen one way or another, right? That's what's going to happen. Uh, 
But anyway, I want to go through some of these articles. I want to. I guess I'll start with this Washington Post article, and this was by Joel Achenbach, uh, and he gets into. Uh, he ta- starts off this article talking about a muamua. Remember from 2017, that big object that Avi Loeb uh, thought that perhaps could be an extraterrestrial object that came into our solar system and then went around our sun and then shot right back out into space. It was suggested that maybe it was some sort of an extraterrestrial vessel of some sort. Uh, maybe gathering data. I mean, who knows? Uh, but beside, again, they're focused on this one little thing here in this article to start it off. When there's other things going on too, there's been things going on for for the decades. We've been getting lied to. They never really. None of these publications have ever uh, did a really serious investigation into the Roswell case, even though there was hundreds of witnesses uh, that ind- independent investigators had interviewed. Uh, so they, they, it's the same old joke. We're, we're we're being treated like the like stupid idiots, and and for the most part, most of most people will, won't even realize that they are being treated like stupid idiots, but they are. Uh, but anyway, they talk about a muamua here in this article. He says, but what was it exactly? A comet, an asteroid, or maybe an alien spacecraft? And that's the other thing. The, the, you'll, you'll feel like it's like a joke. The way they talk about this whole subject of these mainstream news articles, it, they act like it's a joke, like it's all funny in a way, like it's all done with tongue, tongue in cheek. And then it goes on. It says, that conjecture incited headlines as well as eye rolls from most scientists. Eye rolls from most scientists. What scientists? Scientists that didn't really study it, that just sat in their, in their laboratory or their, or their office den while reading a newspaper and their eyes rolled without looking at the data? Those kind of scientists? I don't think they are scientists. I don't know what those people are, but they're not scientists. Uh, and then continuing here, it says, but here in West Virginia, the people involved in the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, commonly called SETI, decided to aim a giant radio telescope at it, just to be sure. Now, uh, for one thing, th- these people, SETI, are, they're not experts in anything. They're experts in, in, in setting up uh, satellite dishes and pointing them into the stars, and that's about it, and, and sitting there with their, in, in their little... Uh, uh, control centers listen trying to hear if they get any signals right that's all they're good at but they're not getting anywhere because they're not going to get anywhere it's a it was stupid from the start anyway then he goes then he writes here aliens are having a moment again a joke treating it as as if it's a joke fascination with the concept of, of extraterrestrial visitors isn't new but it has enjoyed a 21st century efflorescence military pilots have seen things that look otherworldly the pentagon has established an office to look into the sightings congress has held hearings even nasa got into the game training the cool logic of science onto a scorching hot cultural topic uh yeah Anyway, continuing here, it says, somewhere along the line, UFOs got rebranded. Unidentified flying objects are now, per government edict, unidentified anomalous phenomena, UAP. For SETI researchers, again, back to SETI again, they're they're the experts on this whole topic. They've been studying all this stuff. They've been meeting with all the people that have been abducted by aliens. They sat down with all the the ranchers who uh, saw UFOs hovering over their pastures and then the next day finding uh, emaciated cows, right? They They didn't talk to those people, did they? They didn't talk to the late Dr. Roger Lear about the uh, alien implants that were removed from alien abductees. They didn't talk to any of the alien abductees. They talked to nobody. They talked to SETI. That's who they're talking. The Washington Post is talking to SETI. To the Washington Post, SETI, right, they're the, they're the brilliant geniuses behind this. They're the ones who will take us to the promised land, according to the Washington Post. But forget about the fact that SETI doesn't look into any of the stuff that's happening right here. But anyway... <clears throat> 
For SETI researchers, the hypothetical existence of aliens is foundational. Nestled in the remote mountain town of Green Bank, the National Radio Astronomy Observatory has a role in one of the most ambitious SETI projects called Breakthrough Listen. The project buys time on the towering Robert C. Byrd Green Bank Telescope, which has a steerable dish 300 feet in diameter. If there are aliens transmitting radio signals anywhere near us in the galaxy, that big dish is all ear. Yeah, okay. I'm not going I'm going to skip through some of this uh n- nonsense. Uh but they later on it says uh, breakthrough uh, br- the breakthrough listen team pointed the big telescope at that mystery object Oumuamua listening for signs signs of intelligent life and Matt Lebowski, lead engineer of the project said it was absolutely silent. Well, of course it was silent. Besides for for one thing, these idiots at SETI think that that these alien uh Creatures are going to for, going to be using the same sort of uh, t- technology to communicate as human beings. That's that that's that's what they how they think, and that's stupid to think this way in the first place. How do you know what they're going to do? How do you know how they communicate? Anyway, uh, and besides that, they're, they're, we're talking about one object here, a muamua. I mean, that's one thing, right? We, we it could be anything. It could have been an asteroid of some sort. We nobody really knows, and nobody in the UFO community really thinks about Oumuamua all the time. We're we're talking about the stuff that people are seeing here all the time. They don't really get into that here. Instead, the focus is on SETI and what they learn when they pointed their telescope at Oumuamua. What do they learn? Nothing. Of course, they learn nothing. They never learn anything. Silence. That is all astronomers have heard since the first SETI search was conducted at Green Bank in 1960. Only a small fraction of our galaxy has been studied. Absence of evidence, as everyone knows, is not evidence of absence. Aliens may not consider radio waves to be useful or dignified way to communicate. They could be pathologically shy, or at least with the kind of technology we have today, they could be just a little bit out of range. For whatever reason, SETI has not found anyone out there, and at some point the silence could get deafening. The physicist Paul Davies has written that SETI is a search for a needle in a haystack without knowing if the needles are really there. All possibilities remain in play, including the possibility that we are alone. Uh, and then it talks about UAP and uh, renewed alien obsession. And of course, they have to bring up Fermi. They have to bring up Enrico Fermi. Don't all these newbies to this subject always have to talk about Enrico, Enrico Fermi? Or don't they have to talk about the Fermi paradox every time Then they start their stupid articles? It's, it, it's like it, it has to be. It's just like part of the program. Uh, it talks about that incident. Of course, I've talked about Fermi on here and the ridiculous Fermi paradox, which really doesn't apply because Fermi asked the question: If there's all if there's all these aliens out there, then where is everybody? Where where's everybody at? Right? Well, where everybody's they're here. You're seeing them. Your people are seeing them all the time. Now he posed that question in 1950, so this was in the early days of uh, of the flying saucer phenomenon, right? Uh, so since that time, why are we still worried about what this guy said for me? What does it matter? They're here. We're seeing them. We have them on camera. We have them on video. There's all these eyewitnesses. I'm one of them. I saw one of these creatures. I saw one of their craft. There's a whole bunch of people like this. Millions, millions of them. So Fermi's, well, why, why are we still talking about Enrico Fermi here? Why are we still talking about him? But all of these publications, these mainstream publications who basically uh, are in the back pocket let's just say, uh, of, of, of the Pentagon and the secret secret control group or whoever, whoever's trying to control this narrative. 
But anyway, it continues here. It says, Thus was born the Fermi Paradox. The universe is big and old, and it is highly plausible that alien civilizations have evolved. Based purely on statistical probabilities, Fermi posed his question in an era of technological revolutions, including computers and rocketry. It seemed possible humans would master space travel and explore the cosmos. So why, he asked, is there no compelling scientific evidence that extraterrestrials have visited Earth? Well, let me just stop there for a second. Uh, again, we're talking in the early 1950s here. It was only We're only a few years into the flying saucer uh, uh, craze uh, that started back in 47. So obviously Fermi didn't know about the secret programs to uh, uh, retrieve these cr- uh, crashed objects and reverse engineer them. He Obviously he, had, he wasn't brought in on that yet. He wasn't read in on it. Neither were these people in the Washington Post because obviously they haven't picked up a book where uh, real people did real investigations and came up with real plausible uh, explanations for a lot of these things that have been going on behind the scenes. Uh, The idea that... uh, or excuse me, it says here, perhaps the simplest explanation for the Fermi paradox is that there's no paradox at all. They're here. Oh, they're admitting it. They admitted a little bit that there's a chance they might be here. But later on, no, 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 they take that chance away. And, and it's unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable the way these mainstream news outlets look at this. The, 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 the dummies they put on, the sto- on these kind of stories all the time. People who have no idea what they're talking about. They, it seems like what they do is they find out like a, uh, they, they, they read the Wikipedia history on UFOs and then basically uh, uh, pr- change some of the uh, writing around until uh, it fits their own uh, writing style. I think that's what they're doing. Because that's all this is. I mean, anybody could have anybody could have written this. Anybody w- w- who's just getting into this subject would would have known about all these things a long time ago. But here we're starting again from the beginning. We're not talking about uh, what's been going on recently. Here we're talking about a muamua. We're talking about the Fermi paradox, and we're talking about what SETI's learning, which is nothing. It says here, the idea that mysterious things seen in the sky or alien spaceships has proved remarkably resilient. It has had some ups and downs and is now in an up phase. It has found a warm reception recently in the halls of Congress where the hypothesis has enjoyed bipartisan support amid a push for government disclosure of whatever anyone might know about extraterrestrials. The American public has a right to learn about technologies of unknown origins, non-human intelligence, and unexplainable phenomena, Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said this summer. Republicans in the House convened a headline-grabbing hearing in July at which a former Air Force intelligence officer, which we're talking about here, David Grush, testified that he had been told that the United States is in possession not only of crashed spacecraft of non-human origin, but also alien biologics. This is a relaunch of the 1947 Roswell, New Mexico crashed saucer story rising lazarus like to annoy skeptics anew well what are you talking about annoy skeptics because they don't want the truth because that's all it's i mean what do you mean annoying people with the truth i mean the truth is that something did crash in roswell if the washington post would have ever really done an investigation into that whole incident they would have known this but because they didn't and they just uh, took whatever the pentagon told them for as gospel then that that's why we are where we are uh, anyway, it says here in September, and they talk about Jaime Masson. And uh, this is this part. This paragraph here is filled with inconsistencies and 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 non-truths. It says here in September, a journalist in Mexico garnered global headlines by displaying to Mexico's Congress what he claimed were the thousand-year-old mummified corpses of two three-fingered aliens. 
Okay, now for one thing, there it's not mum. They weren't mummified. I made that mistake initially, but the Washington Post is, is you know, they have a, a whole team of people working there, right? All kinds of people to help the reporters if they need it. They have all they have all, information is supposed to be at their fingertips, and they should have known that, that these they, that those corpses weren't mummified. They weren't mummified. But anyway, they they missed that one. Mexican scientists scoffed, appalled at the reputational damage caused by what one professor called a pseudoscientific event, which appeals to our fantasies, desires, and fears. The scientific community views the recent UAP mania as a cultural phenomena, phenomena, not an astrobiological one. There's not much here that meets the standards science requires, such as evidence that is testable, reproducible, falsifiable. Okay, but then again, the scientific community, for the most part, doesn't really go out into the field and investigate these things. There's only like a small group of guys that seems to have been doing this over the years. The, the scientific community as a whole sits back and does nothing. They don't investigate anything on this, ever. There's only, again, there's only, it's been independent researchers. It's their own fault, the scientific community. It's, it's your own fault that you have nothing on this. You would have something on this if you took it seriously, but you didn't. Anyway, continuing here, it says, that's impossible with the conjectured existence of alien spaceships that have the amazing ability to, di- to, di- to disappear. And if someone says there's alien hardware stashed in a warehouse somewhere, scientists want to see it and poke and prod it and bite it and gnaw, it, gnaw it on it for a while. Well, let me just stop there for a second. Isn't that what we're trying to do here? Isn't that what some co- people in Congress are trying to do here? Isn't that what the Christopher Mellons and the Lou Elizondos want? Isn't we're trying to get that because we know that they, they know that we have it, right? A lot of people in Washington know, they know about this, right? But they, it's a matter of how do we get it? How do we pry it away from these people who are part of this secret control group who, who have been granted authority from somebody who we don't know? Some mystery person has granted this group some authority. I don't know who. Somebody did. We, we don't know about it, though. It's all kept secret by the Pentagon. Anyway... It says, there have been many sightings of UAP by credible witnesses, including military pilots. Some remain unexplained and could have national security significance if the objects in question involve new technology, te- uh, technologies from foreign adversaries. But official government reports, including one from a special NASA task force, say there is no evidence that any of these things involve extraterrestrials. That's a lie. That's an absolute unabridged lie there is evidence there's evidence that these things are extraterrestrial what what are you stupid i mean when when, when you talk about the tic-tac object right that thing's not wasn't made by mankind right that and the thing about that object is is that there was objects like that seen 50 years previous 60 years previously right by by military officials we've been dealing with this for decades right there nobody in the world had this kind of technology nobody created it it's obviously it's been extraterrestrial now here's my here's this is my one of my favorite parts of this article. It says here SETI researchers occupy a unique and awkward niche amid the debate. Aliens, though hypothetical, are the reason they go to work, but they have chosen not to include an investigation of blurry, stealthy, here and gone UAPs as part of their mission. That was something that was stated by uh, David McMahon. He's the chief scientist of SETI's Breakthrough Listen Pro program. Here, here's here's a direct quote from McMahon. He says SETI is not a belief system. It's a scientific methodology okay well how come you're not investigating this though those blurry uh, photographs how come you're not going out in the field if you're calling yourself to search for extraterrestrial intelligence and you have uh, thousands of people over many decades coming forward and saying they, they saw these beings flying around in flying saucers right no wings no 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 means of, visible means of propulsion no sound in a lot of cases right uh, how come you're not talking with those people if you truly are the, uh, a group that wants to be 
considered a, uh, uh, you know, you're searching for extraterrestrial intelligence, then why don't you go out and talk to the witnesses? Right. Well, that, that's, it is a belief. SETI is a belief. So what are you talking about? It's not a belief system. You, SETI actually believes that there's life out in other worlds somewhere without any evidence. They don't have any evidence. I do believe, I believe that, I also believe that there's life on other worlds, right? I most certainly do. But they're saying they're not a belief system. Well, if you're not a belief system, then what are you doing? Why are you doing anything? You believe that there's something out there or you wouldn't be doing this, right? How stupid are these people? How stupid do they think we are? It's a scientific methodology. It's not a belief system. Yeah, it is a belief system. You wouldn't be pointing those uh, uh, dishes out into space if it wasn't a belief system. Anyway, continuing here, it says, the math that says Earth is no miracle. For SETI experts, two arguments grounded in science bolster the conjecture that aliens are surely out there somewhere, big numbers and the Copernican uh, principle. The big numbers argument notes that our galaxy, the Milky Way, has something like 400 billion stars, and it's just one of untold billions of galaxies in a new, in a universe that might be infinite. Moreover, in the past 30 years, astronomers have discovered that planets of all shapes and sizes are common in the universe. With so much turf out there, even the most frowny-faced skeptic must admit it's hard to run the numbers in a 13.8 billion year old universe like ours and wind up with just one self-aware technological telescope constructing species right of course that's that's true right of course anybody with a brain in their head knows but by looking up that there's something out there but again if you're part of SETI you're supposed to be according to this guy here uh you it's not you're supposed to you're it's not a belief system right you're not supposed to look at it this that way. So you can't really just believe in it, right? See, they're talking out both sides of their mouths. They contradict themselves. Anyway, it says here the Copernican principle is inspired by 16th century astronomer Copernicus, whose revolutionary model of the solar system put the sun and not the earth at the center. The principle suggests that in the same way that earth is not in a privileged place in the universe, humanity should not presume itself special or unique. The universe is not about us, and what happened on this planet over the past 4 billion years could happen elsewhere. So, okay. And then, of course, they had to bring in Seth Shostak. He's the, the big astronomer out there at, the, at SETI. And he says, otherwise, you have to believe that Earth is a miracle. I don't. It's, <clears throat> it's just never true that you only find one example of something in nature. Well, see, here's the whole problem with SETI, Shostak, the whole group. Okay, they're, they're saying that they believe wholeheartedly that there has to be something out there, and that's why they're pointing their satellite dishes out in the space. You have people here saying there's things coming here already that we're seeing that are decidedly not human, and they're flying around and crafted and using technology that exceeds anything that we've ever created, but they're not interested in that part. They're interested in looking out there, right? When there's stuff happening right here, it doesn't make any sense. But, the, but this writer here says, Shostak is right with an asterisk. So far, science has found only one example of a habitable planet with intelligent life. Despite decades of hunting for signs of another civilization in scientific parlance, N equals 1. In 1960, in Green Bank, radio astronomer Frank Drake made the first attempt to pick up alien signals, aiming a telescope at two nearby sun-like sun -like stars. Project Ozma produced one brief false alarm, but otherwise the stars remained silent. The following year, Drake developed an equation that has since guided the debate about the abundance of detectable communicative civilizations. And it talks about the Drake equation, which includes a host of variables, some of which we have started to measure the rate of star formation, the fraction of stars with planets, the average number of potentially habitable planets among such stars, and others that are as yet unknown. 
the fraction of planets that have life, the fraction that have intelligent life, etc. Pioneering SETI astronomer Jill Tarter has described the equation as a wonderful tool for organizing our ignorance. So yeah, he came up with, a, with an idea about how, and there has to be life out there, right, based on the Drake equation. Uh, but see, again, we're talking that. Well, what are we talking about here? They're not talking about what the, the reality of the situation is. This, the bottom line, which this article really doesn't want to get into, is the fact that there's something already here. That it is here. Uh, and but this article again, what this the, the writers, uh, uh, the, the writer of this article, the editors at the Washington Post, they want to focus on SETI. They think that's where we'll find all our answers. We'll, if there's something out there, we're going to get it from SETI in the end. We're not. This, this article is designed just to put people to sleep on. There's nothing in here, right, whatsoever to get anyone excited about anything. Uh, th- it ends with this. It talks about what it means to be alone. It says, at Green Bank, Jay Lockman is a sage presence, a former director of the observatory who is eager to discuss all angles of radio astronomy, including SETI. He thinks it is silly to say that we are alone in the universe. Oh, they love saying that, don't they? People from SETI love saying, oh, it's silly to think. Yeah, it's silly to think. But again, you're starting, you're, 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 you say you, you're starting from a position of science where you need to see the, see it before you believe it. Well, you, you already believe it. You already believe there's something out there. You contradict yourself all the time. That's what you do. That, that's why nobody should, or I don't know, nobody in the UFO community takes you seriously. And actually, mainstream science really should not take this SETI group seriously whatsoever. Later, it gets into a, a book uh, from 2000 called Rare Earth, Why Complex Life is Uncommon in the Universe by Peter Ward and Donald Brownlee. Uh, the controversial book argued that Earth is unusually blessed with conditions that make complex life possible, such as having the giant planet Jupiter in just the right spot to run interference against dangerous comets. Okay, so there's some people out there, some scientists believe that this is well, one one of a kind, and that's it. There's nothing else out there like that, like this. Uh, but the book does not argue there are no aliens out there. Here's where the debate gets subtle. Ward told the Washington Post that he assumes aliens do exist somewhere in the vast universe, but we'll never know because they're just too far away to make contact. We're not literally alone in his scenario, but we're functionally alone. The chances that there's one close enough to ever interact with us is vanishingly, vanishingly small, Ward said, which is an unsatisfying situation. We are a social... This is Now, this is just the writer... Uh, here he says which is an unsatisfying situation we are a social species and finding others out there would be would give us hope demonstrating that this remarkable evolutionary adaptation of intelligence is sustainable and is not ultimately self-destructive we are not looking for alien algae alien triple bite uh, trilobites or even alien dolphins we're looking for some version perhaps a better version of ourselves see this 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 article in the washington post doesn't really get into anything they give credence to SETI that if, and, and basically if SETI, if something's out there, we would have found, we, we would have known about it already because SETI would have told us. Basically, that's what this article does. It does nothing. Then it talks about this book from 2000 that, that, that says we are uh, very unique. Uh, it's just a bunch of people with a bunch of dumb opinions and the, who don't want to look at the stuff that's going on right in front of their faces. That's all this article is about. Uh, and basically, in a way, what it's trying to do in the end is to make everyone out there in the country, in the world, look, turn around, turn away from this whole topic because there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Same thing goes with this Rolling Stone article. Aliens are out there, but they probably don't care about us. Apparently, this guy, Gar- Garrett Graff, you know, he's an intelligent writer. He does a good job at uh, uh, 
constructing his article, but we, we get like the whole I don't know, multiple paragraphs starts off talking about Hollywood science fiction and, and, and things like that, popular culture. There's nothing here. And then he finally makes a point uh, and he, uh, at, after talking about all this. He says, then, the truth is that our first sign of an advanced extraterrestrial civilization is almost certainly going to be far more mundane and ambiguous. Here's what science is learning about alien life and how, to con- how contact might occur. Uh, he says, intelligent life is probably... Far away, very far away. The more, of course, it's far away. These, these are things that we all know already. We realize that it's far away. Somehow, these beings apparently figured out how to get here. Uh, just because we don't know how they were doing it doesn't mean it's not happening. But th- that's these people start from that from that premise all the time. Uh, the more scientists have have come to understand just how likely life could be given the huge number of habitable planets across the universe the more they've realized that the universe itself is far larger than we ever imagined the math may very well be on the side of the aliens ex- existing but that's largely because the math of the universe itself turns out to be astounding and astounding of course in recent decades astronomers have made a lot of progress understanding the sheer scale and breadth of the universe and even if life is close by in astronomical terms it could still be so far away from us that we'd likely never know it existed see again they they don't they, they pretend that all of the the witness of uh, testimony throughout the years doesn't exist they start that's where they start from they start from that they pretend that none of that exists they pretend that the aerial school incident for instance for instance doesn't exist they pretend that the turkey ufo stuff doesn't exist that uh, i mean yesterday i did an article about uh that happened in 19 or no, I, I was talking about an article from 19 uh, from an incident from, that happened in 1967 with uh david seawalt a, a canadian 14 year old at the time who was chased by a UFO and then five months later under hypnosis remembered uh, these alien beings that that uh, uh, that had kidnapped them temporarily and then set them free again. Uh, now that story there, I, I never came across that story before until recently. But that story there is just one of many stories like that that from all over the world. And, and that story there in particular should should be something that everybody knows about. I mean, that should be that story there. That that kid wasn't lying. That wasn't made up. That was all true. Just like all these other stories that we hear, right? All, all these other people talking about, it, they're all true. But none of these articles they, they talk, they never get into that. They, we, we instead we hear about SETI and and that the, the universe is so big we can't get here. We can't do. We couldn't figure it out. That that that's how stupid they all are. It's unbelievable to me. It's like we're being gaslighted and 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 we're supposed to sit here and just. Uh, and not complain. I, I mean, I, 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 what's their end? What do they want out of us? I, I'm trying to figure that out. Are we supposed to just be compliant and pretend none of this stuff is real, even though some of us has, have seen them up close and personal? And yet, we're we're still talking in 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 these in these mainstream publications. Uh, they're still talking about the universe is just so big. It, it, there's no way that anything could get here. That's we're still we're still there, but that's where we are. Uh. He gets into that. He says here, we, we we now understand that our Milky Way galaxy is about 2.5 million light years away from the next closest galaxy known as Andromeda, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's the same kind of stuff. You know where we're heading here. Uh, 
And then he writes that later on, he says, we might have missed the chance for first contact already. Oh boy, really tell us about this. I can't wait. He says, our solar system is actually quite young, just, just about 4.5 billion years old in a universe that's closer to 14 billion years old. The James Webb te- Space Telescope has been rewriting our understanding of galaxy formation and has photographed a galaxy far, far older than anything we'd imagined. One that formed just 300 million years after the universe began. We're, 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 look, look at what we're talking about here. What? What are you? What are we talking about this for? We're, we're talking about things that are already here. We're talking about people who are telling you under oath that we have recovered alien craft. It's here. Like how come we're ignoring this in these mainstream articles? Uh, we now believe that the first primitive life emerged on Earth just a half a billion years from its f- f- after it formed, and blah 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 blah, and blah 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 more. If aliens exist, we probably don't matter to them at all. Okay, here's this guy just making this stuff up. Maybe we don't. Maybe we do. I don't. How, how does this guy know? I don't know. How does he know we don't matter at all? I mean, it's, we we must matter somewhat, or they wouldn't be engaged in this alien abduction uh, program, right? What, what thousands, tens of thousands of people have ex- have talked about, experienced, told uh, uh, researchers about. We, they, we, I mean, what, what's going on? They, they must care about us somewhat, right? They're they're, they're taking our cows. We uh, obviously draining their blood for some reason, right? Did, didn't you investigate that? Obviously, that's what's happening, right? It's obvious at this point. Uh, and then he goes on. There's an obvious human-centric nature to the way we think of alien visitors, imagining them b- uh, bothering to cross the vast distances of space just to variously buzz us in their mysterious flying saucers, make friends, abduct us, invade us, or harvest humans for food or energy. The truth is probably no one, no one knows we're here or cares. We're a young civilization in a very ordinary corner of the universe, as Stephen Hawking bluntly summarized it. The human race is just a, chemi- is a chemical scum on a moderate-sized planet orbiting around a very average star in the outer suburb of one among a hundred billion galaxies so they want us to believe they're trying to set this belief into your mind that we're probably just even if they're out there they don't care about us they don't even know about us right they're not worried about us one bit uh where's this coming from where's this guy's proof where's his evidence for this at all when there's all this other evidence from all these other people and uh, there's video evidence there's film evidence there's photographs there's been multiple witness cases where's all how come we're not talking about that Instead, we're talking about how big the galaxy is, how, and even if they are out there, they don't care about us. That's what we're hearing from these people. They, they, they don't they get into any of the evidence that we already have in the books. They don't talk about that. There is evidence. There's physical trace evidence. There's 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 marks on the ground when these things land, among other things. Uh, and then he talks about, of course, telescopes. Uh, every advanced telescopes from far away would pick up. Uh, no visible signs of life on Earth, just so-called techno-signatures of a planet that has water and oxygen. And, as, and, as, and for all the imagination that other civilizations would pick up our radio and television broadcasts, like Hitler's opening of the 1936 Olympics, uh, one of the first major broadcasts, or the Super Bowl, the most powerful frequent signal we broadcast into space, no human signal has journeyed even 100 light years yet, a distance that covers only a sliver of the universe, even if... The signal remains detectable across the distance. Even powerful telescopes or visiting craft from nearby alien civilizations could have looked at Earth not that long ago and with relatively advanced technology and missed that we existed at all. Now, again, this is all, this is pure speculation, but a speculation designed to make people think that, oh, chances are that there's nothing out there, and even if there is, they wouldn't even know we're here. That's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to plant that seed into people's brains. That don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Nothing at all. If there was, we would have figured it out already. 
or like in the Washington Post article earlier. Yeah, said he would have figured it out. We would have heard something. Don't worry about it. Go on home and go to bed. And and then uh, this week, when the uh, when when you, when these corrupt uh, Republicans in in the House uh, decide to uh, uh, act act on their uh, sponsors' uh, demands, uh, they're they're going to kill that bill, and then we're going to move on, right? That that's basically what uh, they don't they don't say that part out loud. I'm I'm saying that part out loud for the people out there who don't get it. But anyway, this is. This article's dumb. All these articles, I mean, and they're long too. They're really long. They're, they're designed to put people to sleep. Long, boring, nothing in there to see, nothing to see here at all. Uh, but here, he, he, ends, he ends the article this way, and I want to talk about this. He says, there's another intriguing possibility about life beyond too. Other civilizations might be so more advanced, we may not even recognize or notice when they pass by. As advanced as our technology and our scientific understanding of physics may seem, we are probably galactically primitive. After all, we're just barely a century into the age of flight and half that into the computer age, and much of what we know about physics has unfolded in just a single human lifespan. As Sagan, Carl Sagan, argued in the 1970s, there is almost certainly no civilization in the galaxy dumber than us that we can talk to. We are the dumbest communicative civilization in the galaxy. Well, again, how did Sagan know that? How does he know that the human race is the dumbest? I don't see how anybody can know that. I'm sure that there's other civilizations out there that are probably not as nearly as advanced as we are. And maybe they're more violent, too, for all we know. So how does anybody, how do these people, these SETI cultists, know that there's... Uh, these I how, how could they prove these things? They can't, but yet they make them. They 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 put them out there as as uh, as facts, and they're not. They're not. This is not a fact. We don't know. And then he goes on. He says, even as tools like the James Webb Telescope rewrite our understanding of history and the universe, our space watching technology and universe surveillance tools cover a minuscule fraction of the sky. We only detected a mu mu because it was larger than a football field, which is about the lower limit over our current ability to detect objects in space. Similarly, almost any civilization capable of interstellar exploration would have to to figure out how to travel at some fraction of the speed of light, and we don't really have any way to detect objects moving that fast through our solar system. That means our solar system could be regularly being crisscrossed by smaller crafts or fast-moving probes, and for now, we would none be we, we would none the we, we would none the wiser. They might already be here, and we just don't know. Well, no, they are here, and some of us know. Garrett doesn't know, but they're here. They're most certainly here. There's no question about them. I saw one of them. Right? I saw one of these beings, so I know that they're here. Uh, I saw one of the craft. I know that they're here for a fact. And I've read a number of books, and I've done enough investigations over the years to put two and two together to understand that there is a cover-up. There's no question about it. Uh, but these people don't want the rest of the world to know, and obviously they're gearing everyone up uh, for this week where it looks like they're going to pull the plug on that amendment, on that UFO transparency amendment, and that, that's what the plan is here, obviously. And uh, they, they get these useful idiots to write their articles in the Washington Post and Rolling Stone, and a whole bunch of people out there who fancied themselves as very intelligent are going to be sitting there with their morning coffee and think, oh, who, who don't have any care about this subject, right? And they're going to think, oh, just, just like I always thought, there's nothing to this, you know, and then move on with their lives. That's what's going to happen. That's what it's all designed to do. It's all, it's all one big giant design to make people forget about it, to make people move on with their lives and not worry about this and not to get too concerned when that Schumer Amendment gets uh, uh, derailed this week. Uh, that's what it seems like it's all about. 
Anyway, I want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time.